Good evening, everyone, and thanks for tuning in for our first episode of Pirates Fan Forum here on DK Pittsburgh Sports Radio, available anywhere you like to find podcasts. Give us a follow. Don't be afraid to rate us. All that helps. First of all, I should probably introduce myself. My name is Gary Morgan, and I'm going to be hosting this discussion every Saturday night. I'm the co-editor for a Pirates fan blog called Inside the Bucks Basement. And I've been a Pirates fan since at least 1985. So, yeah, I've seen some things. Not all good, of course, but suffice to say, things. What we're going to do here every week is pretty simple. We're going to bring together fans from all walks of life, age, genders, doesn't really matter, with opinions all over the spectrum, and we're going to have fun talking baseball. Sometimes we're going to agree, other times we won't. But underneath every conversation is going to be one thing, a love for baseball and the Pirates. As we evolve, we'll keep the voices fresh, continue to have great conversations every week, no matter who I choose to invite on the show that particular day. And with no further ado, let's go ahead and introduce my guests today and start having some fun. First, I'd like to introduce um, somebody who's just an absolute sponge for baseball rules and contract language, backed up by years of Pirates fandom. We're going to go to Graves here. Just say hello to everybody real quick. Hello, everybody. Nice to be here. All right. And then the other person that I brought on is uh, my good friend, Jim Stam, who simply loves all baseball aspects you know, from team building to, to trades to just kind of in general, what's going on game in and game out. He, he loves all Pittsburgh sports. And uh, I thought he'd be a fun person to have on today. Jim, say hello to everybody. Hey, guys. How's everyone doing? Uh, good to be here and uh, looking forward to uh, any day I can talk about baseball is a good day. So today I thought, you know, what we should spend some time talking about is, is probably spring training, what are the major takeaways we've seen from, from certain aspects of it so far? And I would say my biggest overall takeaway is just overall defensive improvement. I mean, it's, it's just something I can't get past. The, the fact that they look measurably better while really not adding much to the mix of fielders, I, I kind of expect to see on opening day. I mean, from Hayes to Moran, the infield looks capable. And saving runs, whereas last year you almost held your breath if it, was hit to, if it wasn't hit to Hayes, you know. <laughs> it's, it's probably too, too simple to say that, that coaching is, is the main reason. But when wholesale change takes place, it's kind of hard to not say it's the coaching. So I think let's start with, with Graves on this one. What do you – what do you got on this? I mean, it, what's the reason for the defensive improvement? It certainly wasn't bringing people in, I, I don't think. Right. I, thanks, Gary. Um, I, it, it is hard to pinpoint, but I think it has been a focus of this new regime uh, to get better defensively, fundamentally. Um, and we are seeing it, you know, not even just up the middle, but, you know, First and third base, the outfield corner spots. Um, it's it's pretty amazing, and and I do. Obviously, you have to give credit to the coaches, to the to the players for kind of buying in, and and 
I mean, we, uh, this team had a really hard time catching pop-ups last year, you know, and, and we're not even seeing, seeing that um, we're having really good, strong, fundamental baseball. Um, it's had a nice streak um, of no airs and, uh, and I mean, it's, it's been nice to see it's been refreshing. And I do, I do give credit to the, to the coaching staff and, um, and just excited to see the, see it go farther. Right. Jim, what do you got on this? I mean, like, you know, you can't give it all to Hayes, right? I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, man, he's, he's impressive. There's no doubt. I think, I think right away, look, anytime you can put Hayes at third and move Moran to first right away, you are uh, addressing two pretty big areas there because um, to, 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 be blunt josh bell was a bit of a bull in a china shop over at first base and um so just that that right there you solidify the corners and hayes is special already there and then shortstop obviously there's some options there but most of those options are pretty good defensively whoever whoever is in those spots um adam frazier if he is at second base uh if we do have him for very long, he has really, really surpassed my expectations at second base as well. So, um, and you know, Stallings, that's his, that's his forte. You got that strength up the middle. You've shored up the corners, um, the outfield. I think um, obviously Polanco can be a little bit of an adventure over there, but maybe his arm is after another year, that shoulders feeling a little better. And um you know, Reynolds is more than capable. So I just, I brought it up on um, Twitter probably a couple weeks ago that, hey, you know, one bright spot for this team is going to be their defense. And of course, I got the normal blowback about that and making fun of the Pirates in general. But I I was serious. I I thought this team is going to be top third in fielding in baseball this year. And I think you can confidently say that. I mean, well, you can you can also measurably say that now. I mean, that that stat defensive run save, you know that that that's a real thing. So, right, I kind of like to to look at that number, and the Pirates have been towards the bottom of the league with that. But right, you know, going back to Hayes, I mean, I think he makes whoever plays shortstop better. Right, I mean, Kevin Newman, I think is going to win it with his bat. I think he should win it with his bat. And I think when and if Frazier is traded, he should rightly move over to second. I think that's the logical move. Right. And if that's what happens, I'm completely cool with it. Because I think Hayes makes up for Newman's lack of range. Mm -hmm. His extended range. I I think the biggest thing Kevin struggled with was arm strength and range. And Newman makes that a non-issue. So... Yeah, I think, um, look, what you're going to look for with Newman uh, if he's playing short is just be consistent. He doesn't have to be um, spectacular there, um, especially with Hayes on on the side of him there. Um, so really, can he just be consistent and and um, keep those obvious plays? Can he be that... Adam Frazier is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. honestly. He's never, they're never going to win any range contests, but Hey, just make the plays that are in front of you and occasionally make a, you know, the above average play and 
that's that's a that's a that's a big improvement. That's one area where you can say maybe it's kind of fake improvement because I think Newman can hold his own and I think Hayes helps him out. I think Frazier's average, you know, I think he gets to whatever he is hit his way. He's not going to make a spectacular play. He's not going to, you know, dive past second base to stop a ball and get up and fire it across the field. He's going to make the plays that he should make. So you've got two players there in the middle that are going to make plays they should make. So that, that eliminates that middle spectacular spectrum. And then they're bookended by Moran, who also doesn't have range. So right. it might be fake improvement. We might just be seeing it right now and it looks okay and nothing, nothing bad's happened. But, you know, if, if they make all the plays they should, I think there'll still be a few plays left in the field, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think, um, you know, baseball is we tend to overcomplicate things a lot. And what it really comes down to is if the ball is hit to you, field it, make the right play, make the right decision. And if you're doing that on the majority of plays, um, things take care of themselves. You don't have to be making the, the Nolan Arenado grabs in the throws and the, I mean, it's just literally, Hey, can you nine times out of 10, can you make the normal play? Right. Yeah. yeah. Keep, keep, keep it simple. Keep the ball in front of you, make the simple play, the, the, the normal play and, 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 and go for there. You don't, uh, I think one issue uh, Newman always had playing shortstop is, is going uh, deep to his right and then making that long throw across, you know, he, he doesn't have that range, but he doesn't have to make that play. Um, and I think, I think that's important to, you know, to remember, you know, you can, you can only do so much. I think, you know, thinking back to, to Josh Bell last year, you know, he, he kind of go to his right a little bit and, and then the, you know, either he didn't field it or nobody was covering first base. And, and I think with Moran and Frazier, they've got the footwork that's yeah. really going to make a difference at first base. The fear sometimes with Josh was that he was going to get the ball. Because and then and then not being able to throw. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it, every once in a while, I mean, he'd die for a ball, and part of me would be like, no, 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 just let it go through, let it just, go through. Yep, right, absolutely, absolutely. And you you have to be aware, know that Frazier's back there, know where he's positioned, and just say, my job is to go to first base. He's going to throw the ball to me. Frazier's got it, or who whoever's at second base. I, I totally agree, and. I know we ended up focusing on infield mostly, but the outfield, you know, man, I think a lot of Polanco is that gif, that gif of him stumbling <laughs> around in the outfield. Because when I watch him play, what gif? Yeah. What gif, Zach? Here, I have no, I, I burned it from my memory. Now, if this was a Twitter conversation, we'd obviously toss it in the thread here. But oh. you know, for for this for this talk, we we just have to let everybody envision it. I mean, aside from that. For the most part, I, I think he pretty capably patrols the outfield. He, he catches most of the balls he should. Yeah. I do think he just in general looks awkward doing just about everything. I bet he looks awkward getting into his car. I just think that's kind of the way Greg is, you know? I, yeah. Just a big body and tall yeah. legs, long I legs do, and just, yeah. Yeah. And I do worry about the arm. I don't think he has the strength to scare anybody from trying to take that extra base. I certainly don't think that he scares anybody from trying to get a triple. Um, 
But from what I've seen this spring, it, it looks at least as strong as it did last year. It doesn't look like it got worse. I thought he held his own last year. I'm not as worried about him as I, as I guess I should be. But we'll see. Yeah, and, you know, hey, look, you don't want to minimize any position. Um, but it's not center field. And right. it's not left field, which in PNC Park, you better <laughs> – uh, be able to get to some things and have a decent arm and know what you're doing. So he he's in the best spot for him, you know, for him at this point. Uh, but yeah, you're right. He's a little bit of a Bambi on ice type situation, yeah, yeah. how he looks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he always makes it look a little more difficult than it needs to be. So yeah, probably a little unfair, but uh, boy, that gif or GIF, however you want to say it, I say gif, um, it, it has definitely kind of um, stuck with him. Well, it's taken on a life of its own. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe Walters now, maybe uh, Walters will get some of that and take the heat off of him a little. He may, he may. I mean, <laughs> what, a, what a painful memory that will be. Walters, but, uh, hey, I'll tell you what, on that note, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about something that has probably scared me the most, the rotation. All right, and we are back, everybody. So the next topic we're going to dive into is something that hasn't looked nearly as good as I was hoping it was going to this year. And I know that probably comes from a blind optimist part of me, but uh, I really thought I was going to see some some positivity in the in the rotation this year, and I so far have not been impressed. Everything else, the bullpen looks great. I really think the bullpen looks strong. I'm kind of excited about some of them, but the rotate the rotation itself. Um, honestly, it's underwhelmed me, and especially Mitch Keller. I I thought Mitch was real close towards the end of last year, and just maybe needed to start trusting his stuff a little more and get it in the zone. Um, believe that basically what got AAA players out will get major league hitters out. You just need to believe that that curveball's got that deceptive break and it's going to strike through the zone. You could get a call or a swing. It's fine. I just don't feel he has that right now. And Brew Baker has kind of looked like he took a step back to me. Seems to have velocity, but everything else is a little weird. Brault is Brault. Cole is Cole. I'm not even sure if they're just working on pitches. Cole, Cole went out and threw almost nothing but fastballs in his first start and threw almost nothing but curveballs in his second. So it, it seems to me like he's just playing. Um, and I don't know what to make of their new acquisition. So, Jim, where do you stand on the rotation? I mean, I know for a fact from talking to you, you were scared before we even got into looking at it. Yeah, yeah. Um... I'm still scared, <laughs> you know, uh, it's hard because spring training is like you, and you mentioned it a little bit. Sometimes we, we just don't know what they're working on. Um, it isn't just about, uh, exactly simulating, uh, a, a regular season start or game. You may come into a, a start in spring training and you're looking to work on certain pitches, certain sequences, uh, certain game situations, um, you know, you mentioned with Cole, he just came in and it looked like he was, it was a heater start for him. You know, that's what he was focusing on. So, um, in the past, 
So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, you know, yeah, there are some real concerns, obviously. Um, cool is somebody that he he's got some he's got some ability but I, I i think we're at the point with him that um we just there's nobody nobody right now that you can count on in that rotation um uh, from a start in and start out um scenario that you can feel that you're going to go out there and get a consistent start out of him that gives you five six seven innings um and you mentioned it about keller right now um if he doesn't get if he doesn't get that pitch count under control it's going to dog him for as long as he's a pitcher i mean he's got to be able to uh, attack the strike zone um trust his stuff and not not try to nibble not not nibble as much I, i mean he's just got to get in there and 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 pitch confidently. And if your stuff gets hit that way, I can live with that. Um, but boy, when you uh, death by a thousand pitches, that's just, that's, that's frustrating for a guy that you see so much potential out of. Right. Graves, I know you watch the prospects pretty tight. So, you know, you can feel free to talk about a little further down the line as well, if you'd like. Okay. Well, I'll just, I'll just mention uh, Keller a little bit. I, I think, uh, and Jim made some great points. I think Keller tries to be too perfect at times. You know, he, he, um, his command remains an issue. Um, and I think if he just kind of maybe would just let loose and just maybe stop thinking so much and just go out there, let Stallings or whoever's behind the plate call the game or, or the coaches, whatever, and, and, and just uh, take his, his mind out of it for a little bit and just go out there and pitch. Yeah, just um, throw where the glove is, meet. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, so I think you know, and and I still have a lot of confidence in Mitch Keller. I I think he will put it together. Um, I, I kind of mentioned it yesterday. I just want him to to you know show us that big Superman tattoo on his chest. You know, just you know go out there and pump your fist. And I know he's not the raw raw kind of guy, but uh, I'd like to see just a, a little bit more. Uh, uh, put a foot down energy energy yeah you know just a little bit more energy from him um I tell you you know Will Crow has been impressive this year um in the spring I really like him uh I, and I, I think he's going to get some starts here in in um uh, this season uh probably not at the beginning but I think he's we're eventually going to see him start uh, Tyler Anderson is, is one guy I'm, I'm particularly worried about. Um, he hasn't been that impressive to me. Um, and I, I worry about, uh, where he might end up. Um, but, uh, like you said, Cole and Brault, they're, they're Cole and Brault, yeah, you know, they are. Uh, they are what they are. And, um, you know, I, I like both guys. I want them both to do well. Um, but I, I'd like to see a little bit more more out of them too. I mean, when when you look at the rotation, I mean, we lost Tyon, we lost Musgrove, we lost Archer, we lost you know Williams, we lost a bunch of guys from last yeah. year's team, and and uh, that's we're, we're gonna you know that's gonna make a big difference. We don't we don't have those guys, I and uh, I can't count Williams in a group of players. I'm sorry we lost. I 
I mean, well, I, great, yeah. great guy, totally happy right. and ready to be done with him. I Right. Probably the same with Holland, you know, he, oh, it yeah. was, uh, you know, there, no, nothing really there. He didn't really uh, provide us much of anything. But, what Williams uh, was, was exactly what Keller is right this second without the stuff. Yeah. It's, it's afraid to, to trust that you can throw the pitch in the strike zone and get a swing and miss on occasion or a take. Right. right. And Williams had a reason to be afraid of that because he didn't. Keller does not. Right. That's, that's a, it's a, he needs to capture. Huge right. distinction. You know, I think you get guys that don't trust their stuff because they don't have the stuff. I mean, I think Brault falls into that category sometimes where, you know, he knows he has to be not perfect, but he's, he he's, he's got to be hitting his spots. He's got to be pitching, you know, um, um, efficiently and effectively. And uh, Keller is, is not that kind of guy. Um, I like we'll to see. I like to look at it this way. If Mitch Keller's danger zone is a two by two square, Stephen Brault's is four by four. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's yeah. all stuff. And to me, Keller is somebody that is in the process of learning that lesson that we were too impatient to let Tyler Glass now learn here. Mm-hmm. It's you got to throw your stuff in the strike zone. Right. It takes some players years to capture that. That's why there's so many Carson Fulmers out there. Yep. <laughs> because you give up on players that don't get it. And it takes a while for some people. I'm hoping Mitch is one of those guys that by the end of this year looks like he's a a cog in this rotation. I don't expect him to look like that in April. I expect him to look like that in August. Yeah. Be better. Because if not, they're a little further away than we think. Yeah. Absolutely. I think you've got someone like Cool who the difference between someone like Cool and um Keller is that Cool just he can't control he's got such movement on some of his stuff he just can't control it and keep it in the zone Um, he doesn't know where the ball's going sometimes and that that's not Keller's problem I think Keller is just trying to be too fine and that's Mm -hmm. a big distinction too sometimes guys and glass no probably glass now he probably fell into that category a little too he just I mean the movement on some of that stuff it was hard to it was hard to tame them yeah Um, so there's there's more hope for Keller for those reasons is that his stuff's better and he's got more control of it. He just has to show it. Yeah. It's kind of like even Clay Holmes is, is another player just like that. That's starting to come along now. He's starting to hit his spots. I think he could be a really effective starter. I th- and I believe that's what's going to happen is they're, they're going to start him in AAA and have him go back to starting, which is what he used to do in the first place. I, th- I think something like that could really bring him along and make him a really effective reliever for us or spot starter in the future. I, lo- I love his stuff. I really do. And uh, I-, I make the glass now comparison, not to bring up pain, just to kind of, you know, <laughs> that's a player that I feel like they never really understood the patience that was necessary with the, with a body type like that, with stuff like that. That's, that's Randy Johnson stunk too. When he first came up, they, they don't, control a body like that easily you know it it takes a long time to harness that and and understand what your own stuff can do 
it takes a while to trust that Goldschmidt isn't going to catch up with your heat if you put it in the right place. Right. And that's, that's something that you can't learn at AAA. So, you know, the yeah. noise of, of sending Keller down, I'd like to just go ahead and tramp right on that right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's, that's definitely not, not an option at all. You know, what they, each guy probably has, what, three or four more starts here in spring training. Um, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, they, they're still, hopefully they're, they're uh, over the uh, let's working on some pitches type of thing and go out there and just throw fastballs or whatever, and they can get yeah. down to, to business and get, and get ready for, uh, for the long season. All right, so let's go ahead and take another break here. And when we come back, we're gonna we're gonna talk about Cabrian Hayes because I personally feel like I owe the guy an apology. I really do. Here we are talking about spring training and great performances and everything. And who has cropped up as being every bit Ted Williams that I said he wasn't? Cabrian Hayes is out there hitting the ball with authority everywhere all over the field it's insane it's not that i've been bashing the kid but i've spent an entire off season trying to tramp down insane expectations for him i mean leave it to key to come out and do what he did um what exactly is his ceiling at this point because i can't imagine more than what i've seen yet he's so young it almost has to be you know I, where can this kid go graves Thanks, Gary. Yeah, he's he's just amazing. And I really don't know if there is a limit on this guy. Um, just even listening to him talk, he understands the game of baseball. And obviously his his dad played baseball. So he was around baseball all of his life and in locker rooms and 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 everything. But just listening to him is just is just leaps and bounds of ahead of anybody, you know, of that age that I've ever heard talk. It's, yeah. it's just really impressive. He really, he knows what he's doing out there. And old, old Charlie definitely taught him the media game too. That kid that, that yes. in a rhyme, does he not? Yeah, mm -hmm. Yes, he does. And, you know, it, it's going to be fun to watch him for years and years and, and would love to see them sign him to an extension and get, get that over with. Um, but even, you know, him, uh, it hitting, he's, he's a good base runner. Um, and I think that's going to be a, an important aspect of this team too. being, being aggressive on the base pass, taking, going first to third and, and knowing where the fielders are. And, um, uh, he's, just, he's, uh, Brian Hayes is, uh, he's lights. He just lights out. I just, I can't really even put words to it. He just excites me so much. I mean, I've, of course I've heard about, heard his name for, for years and, and, uh, but I've heard names of other people too, and then they don't pan out. And, but uh, Cabrian Hayes, he's the real deal. He's the real deal. And, and it's, it's uh, Pittsburgh is going to be lucky to, to have him manning third base for years to come. All right, Jim, let's go to you. I don't think you're going to drop the mood much because he had to have impressed you too. Yeah, um, even if I wanted to be negative about him, I don't know. I don't know where I would start. Um, I'm going to take it a little bit of an odd comparison here across sports, but he's one of those guys that, when you're watching him in his in the early stage of his career, like Ben Roethlisberger, where there were times where you would almost point to the screen and say, "Stop! Did you see what he just did there?" 
that that's different. That play he just made or that um, – no, you're not Whatever talking it about is. when he broke for third and Newman stayed, right? I mean, uh, no, 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 not that. That's the no, only but, mistake he's ever made. You know? <laughs> yeah, but it's just one of those things where you, you, you're you seeing things with him that they're different, they're special, and um, and they, stay, they stand out. And it may not be all the time consistent, but there are, are those flashes. Yeah. And um, he's hitting the ball with such authority to all fields and for a kid, his age to be able to do that. I mean, we've got hitters now that can't look at baseball in general. They can't hit past half the field because they can't take the ball the other way. I mean, to be um, fair, that's kind of coached out of the game to a large degree in, in certain places. And one of the things that we've always, you know, chatted about on Twitter, I should say um, is the incompetence of the development system in the past, but they played a role in bringing Cabrian to where he is right now. So I don't want to give all the credit to Oscar, Oscar Marine messing or not Oscar Marine. I'm sorry. X X nine messing with his uh, swing in spring training 1.0 last year, because I'm sorry. I, I, if that's the case, Eckstein needs a statue right out next to Maz and no, I, I think, I think obviously they did something right there to, to get him to that point, unless it's literally just his dad overriding whatever he was being taught, because I don't see kids coming up hitting to the opposite field with, with authority like that or with mm-hmm. will he's hunting. Yeah. He's not just hitting it there. He's hunting it. He's not late on the fastball. He's going with it. Right. I mean, it, that, first you know, first things first. Yeah. I mean, it's look, it's an extremely hard thing to master and to do on a consistent level. So I think that's why a lot of hitters just completely remove it from even their thought process. But yeah, it has definitely been coached out of the game as well. So you add those two things, you watch somebody like him do it. I think that's just a God given ability that he's got. They've recognized it and uh, they've encouraged him to, um, you know, go literally go with it. Um, Doesn't hurt that, you know, he's not really sacrificing power by doing it. He can hit it out the opposite field too. And, and that's like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go back. a little. I mean, it's hard to look at him and not think he's cutch like, I mean, that it's, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to put that kind of expectation on him to be the savior of the franchise, but that's, that's, that's the feeling I get. He's very cutch like. Yeah, I, you know, it's funny. I was sitting here today and I was trying to think of a comparison for him at third. And he's a really unique blend um, of for his size. And but he's, you know, he's got speed on the base paths. Um, and trying to trying to think of kind of who does he remind me of. And I'm having a hard time at third trying to figure yeah. out who he who he's like. Um, but the the McCutcheon things, I think, a really apt comparison as far as his his ability to kind of hit to all fields and um, um, maybe even kind of grow into into a little bit more of a power hitter, you know, as he matures. And right. um, I think that's what we saw with McCutcheon, you know, that everything kind of it just it just kind of he just kind of blossomed. Um, 
his whole offensive game. And I think that's what the hope and expectation now with, you know, Hayes is. If, if it's true that double that triple A doubles turn into major league home runs, I think we're all going to be very excited very soon. Yeah, absolutely. That's what he did. I mean, he was a doubles machine. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I think a lot of people just saw the, the home run numbers um, myself included and, and kind of thought, well, 10 home runs. Ah, okay. You know, he, he'll be a good player. I'm really excited to have him up here, but I, I'm all out of butts. I mean, the guy is the guy, <laughs> the guy is the guy that, that, you know, we, we saw, I think last year, I still think 376 is ridiculous to expect, but uh, yeah, but I do think that what we're going to see is professional at bats. And I think we're going to see a difference maker in the middle of that lineup, which really one difference maker in the middle of that lineup changes that lineup. It does. It doesn't add power to, to everybody, but it, it certainly makes people maybe a little more afraid to walk Reynolds. Yeah. I mean, he's go ahead. Go ahead, boys. Okay, well, I, I was just going to say, uh, sitting here, and I, I was thinking back to Eckstein's um, interview that he did on the broadcast a few days ago, and how he talked about, they, they don't talk specifically about, you know, hitting the ball, you know, opposite field or pulling the ball, and, and, it, it, and that just listening to you guys talk I'm like you know that's just another example of how far advanced Brian Hayes is I mean yeah. he's already doing that on his own you know he's he's he is able to take it the the opposite direction and, and to pull the ball and into into uh um whereas the the rest of the team they're like no just we're working on timing and strike zone and just uh, hit the ball up the middle <laughs> see this is see this is a topic for another day but I mean, if I have a feeling it's the same exact thing that Eckstein was preaching last year. So what yes. happened? <laughs> because nobody did it except right. for Hayes once he came up. And, right. if, and I, I have to wonder, you know, was that a leadership issue? Or, I mean, or was it really just it was 60 games and, and maybe we should all just not reference it for anything other than yeah. the fact that it kind of happened. I mean, I, I think that might be where I lean with, with last season, but. Yeah. I think as a hitter, that's what you want to be able to do too. I mean, that's, that ended up being one of those, like you said, it was a blowout and you just throw the tape in the garbage because you can't, you can't revisit it and you don't blow on it. And uh, you kind of just start over and for, I mean, geez. How many guys are we going to uh, talk about last year that that's that was the case? They need to start over and get back to some basics and simplicity because mm-hmm. last year there was a lot of guys that really took took a, a nosedive. Well, that's all the time we have this week. And I'd really like to just thank my guests again for a really great conversation. If you'd like to connect with any of us on social media, you can follow me. Gary mo 2007 on Twitter, or my good buddy Jim Stam22, or KG underscore 55VTG. And of course, always remember to listen to all of the podcasts. Don't forget to follow them. They're all great on this network. And uh, we'll be back next week with another Pirates Fan Forum. 
And just a special thank you to Dan Kovacevic for giving me this forum um, this week on his network. Um, it's, it's really a great honor to me, and I appreciate it. Um, thank you.